Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome to NBA Today, presented by ESPN Bet. And season tournament win, and we'll take that. We'll take that for sure. This season tournament, it's another opportunity for you to see the highest level of talent in the world. KD, that is a bad man. We heard it's 500,000 on the line, so we're going for, we're going for that. Hunter brings the boom. We have an answer to every test that team throws in. It's not the regular run-of-the-mill game. Falling away, it's caught. LeBron James nails it. Welcome to NBA Today, presented by ESPN Bet. Look who we have here. We have our senior NBA insider, Adrian Wojnarowski. We have the one and only Chinea Gumake and the self-appointed Not self director of ambiance. And who did it? Uh, it was a communal thing. Richard Riz Jefferson. It was, it, was the, it was in collaboration with the NBA and uh-huh. ESPN. Well, in that collaboration, it feels like we need to get a little bit of an ambiance check on last night, the first night of the knockout stage of the in-season tournament, because it was awesome. Oh, it was beautiful. It was, it was amazing. It was everything that we wanted the in-season tournament to be. And honestly, I, I like I think this is only going to get better. This is just the beginning. Well, just because beginning. tonight we get Kevin Durant versus LeBron James, and we have one game, a trip to Vegas on the line. The Lakers, they've sort of had a roller coaster of a season versus the Suns. We really haven't seen them whole at this point yet. Who can make a bigger statement, do you think, with a win tonight, Rich? To me, I think the Phoenix Suns can. I think the Lakers are getting whole. I, I don't think that the Phoenix Suns are quite whole yet, obviously, when Bradley Beal and once they figure out kind of that lineup. And still, they have a brand-new head coach in Frank Vogel. So I think that they're building. The Lakers, we know that their cap – from last year is conference finals. So if they can get Vanderbilt, they can get all of these guys back healthy and rolling. Now all of a sudden the Lakers are like, okay, they're back to a conference finals looking team. I agree. The Phoenix Suns have not beat the Lakers yet. And what a better stage. There could be no better stage than this environment, the in-season tournament, where we're seeing that guys are really playing like it's the playoffs. I love this. And again, we know LeBron James, Anthony Davis a couple years ago won a championship. This Phoenix Suns team was assembled to win a championship with the stakes being very, very high considering they put all their chips in the middle of the table yeah. for this to happen. So this is a great confidence booster for them if they're able to walk out with the win. And I think for the Suns, like they have to be used to the possibility that at different times this year, maybe even in the playoffs, they only have two of their three best players, whatever the combination is. And will that be enough to carry this team for stretches and weeks or maybe a playoff series or a playoff series and a half where they don't have uh, Booker, Durant, and Beal all together. Well, and to that point, we're in December now, and we haven't seen the big three play. What is the outlook for Bradley Beal, Woj? Well, we're coming up on those the three-week uh, benchmark that the team set when he went out with this back injury. They wanted him to get 100%. They didn't want it to be the in and out every day uh, to give him time. I'm told he's made great progress. There haven't been any setbacks for him. Uh, and I think we'll know better by the end of the week mm. uh, just how soon Bradley Beal could be back. But it may not be uh, long at this point. No, by the end of the week. Of course, that makes me think, okay, well, Saturday, if the Suns make it that far, would be the finals of the in-season tournament. Maybe, potentially, could we see that happen? But I feel like we have to pause here. 
Kevin Durant versus LeBron James, the sustained excellence woes that we've seen between these two. We were talking about it in the newsroom a little bit. What stands out to you from that matchup? The fact that this is still a matchup, and that's because of LeBron James, that in his 21st season, that we all go into that game tonight, there's a real possibility LeBron James could outplay Kevin Durant. That's not out of the question. And the fact that he's doing that when every peer he came into the league is it with not only is out of the NBA, some of those guys are out of the big three already. <laughs> and, and, and LeBron some James. Some of them are sitting next to us on set, yeah, like Richard. Facts, yeah. right, facts. And so what LeBron James has done, you know, we talk about this greatest of all time debate. I don't think there's any debate that he's been the greatest, the longest in NBA history. No, I, I, com- I completely agree. And this is the thing about Kevin Durant and LeBron James. These guys, they do look at each other as in like, hey, these are the opponents. These are the guys that we have to go through. They both beat each other for championships. LeBron beat him in Oklahoma City. Then Kevin Durant beat him when he was in Cleveland. So when you look at that, they've always been paired together. And when I tell you that these two are two of the most insanely competitive people on top of being petty, they want to beat each other. They want to have these things. And this is what I was always taught as a kid. If you want to show the ultimate to respect to someone, go beat them. Mm. That means that you're taking them seriously. So every single day that these guys have been training, probably since they were 20 years old, they probably had the other person in their eyesight. And what I really love is that they keep each other young. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, look at these numbers here. Most points per game in deciding games. Those numbers are astronomical, Those by the way. Those names. <laughs> like, legendary. numbers, incredible. The names are legendary. But if we're talking about wins and losses, as much as it is, as it is Kevin Durant, as much as it is LeBron James, we also, it feels like we need to talk about Anthony Davis and where he fits in all this, because as AD goes, it seems it's a little bit overly simpr- simplistic. As AD goes, the Lakers go, right? Davis is averaging six and a half more points per game in wins and losses, also grabbing more rebounds, shooting better from the field. Let's bring in the host of the wildly successful Low Post podcast, Mr. Zach Lowe, into this conversation because just like AD, you elevate the ceiling of every show that you are on, Zach. So we're (laughs) glad to have you here with us. What do you need to see from AD tonight if the Lakers are going to punch their ticket to Las Vegas? First of all, the first thing I want to see is one more button up from Richard Jefferson. This is daytime television. I can't be looking at that. Anthony Davis is shooting 23%. 23% on long twos. So every time I watch the Lakers, like, man, where is that jumper? Is there any hope for that jumper? And if there isn't, it's really hard for the Lakers to win when he scores 14, 15 points. So how are you going to manufacture 22, 23, 24 if that jumper from the bubble just hasn't left Florida? Hmm. Maybe that's facing up and blowing by Yusuf Nurkic tonight. Maybe it's in the pick and roll with LeBron James. He's got to get points. And defensively, I know we don't want to talk about defense. Defenses for nerds. What a great <laughs> challenge for Anthony Davis. What a great way for him, a great chance for him to stamp his defensive player of the year case with the pick and roll game of Devin Booker and Kevin Durant getting far enough out to stop their mid-range jumpers and then having to deal with Yusuf Nurkic, who's a bruiser in the post. He's got to do a little bit of everything against this team and he can do it. 
Uh, defense is for nerds. Nerd is present and available and attentive. I was so happy with that segue, Zach, because I do think a lot of times we talk about the Los Angeles Lakers and the offense, but the reality is the way this team is currently constructed as they're waiting for final pieces to come back is that they have to win with their defense. And if they're going to win with their defense, they need AD to be Defensive Player of the Year. We started off the season saying he should be an MVP for them to win a championship. We all know if someone shows who you, who, if shows you who they are, you got to believe them. Defensively, this guy can be elite. He leads the NBA right now in blocks per game. Bring that same energy. That is a catalyst that not only not only allows your offense to go, but allows LeBron James to be his best self because he's excellent in transition. So the version of Anthony Davis we need to see, as much as the points make me happy, I think the reality is the defense is the crucial component for them to get a win. A Anthony Davis is the answer. Anthony Davis is the ultimate whatever you want to say in this game, whether it's for the Lakers or the Phoenix Suns. The Phoenix, the Phoenix Suns don't really have an answer to guard him. They don't have an answer to guard him. And on, on the offensive end or on the defensive end, he can do so much. So, yes, we're going to focus on LeBron. We're going to focus on AD because those guys are the catalyst. Right. But if you had to pick who was going to be the decider, whether yep. it's going to be Devin Booker, whether it's going to be Anthony Davis, that's where the fun is. It's got to be AD, though, because of the matchup. Because if you look at it X's and O's, he has the greatest opportunity on the floor versus who he's going up against. Right, Richard? That's 90% of the time. There's only three people in this entire league that he does not have the advantage against. I right. would say Jokic, Embiid. Giannis, and Embiid. Those right. are the only three. Well, and it feels like, I mean, we sit up here and, and loudly, and understandably so, because we have high expectations for Anthony Davis, and we know what the Lakers can be when he is excellent. Criticize him when he is struggling. Over the last five games, I know it's been against the Rockets. I know it's been against the, th the Thunder. I know he struggled <laughs> a little bit good. with 17 and 11 against the Rockets. You know, Philadelphia. But he has been awesome these last yes. five games. So now you have a chance with a real opponent, even though they're, they're not at full strength, with the Phoenix Suns in front of you, to say, hey, this is not a fluke. Like, go get it. Go do it. Because, like, this is what we want to see from Anthony Davis. And he's been doing it the last five games. Can he push it in an in-season tournament games where it matters even more? Like, that's what I'm excited to see. Well, we all are excited to see it because we know he's that guy. Right. Now, whether Anthony Davis gives a damn about, about that, if the question is, is, like, we can all watch this game and be like, if Anthony Davis is that dog tonight, the Lakers are going to but win. But the key factor, though, is to bring that dog out is literally passing him the ball because it's when he goes passive that's the problem for the Lakers. If they feed him the ball, he gets more aggressive, and I feel like that's the better outcome. For Last five games, 27 points, 13.6 rebounds, 56% from the field. Do that tonight. That's that dog. And that's a that's recipe that for a Lakers win. All right, coming up here on NBA Today. I mean, what an upset Woo. in Indiana. How Tyrese Halliburton, he flipped the script against the Celtics. Our Richard Riz Jefferson, he forecasts Halliburton's future. Uh, it's bright. I, I, everyone loves it now. Plus, will Giannis <laughs> Dame torched the Knicks defense in tonight's knockout game, or should the Bucks be on upset alert in Milwaukee? And of course, we're going to dive deeper into the KD-LeBron rivalry, why this Lakers-Suns matchup tonight is so personal. All that and more coming up next on NBA Today. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 
Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. NBA Today is presented by ESPN Bet, the official sports book of ESPN. Tyrese Halliburton, he said last week that he's tired of being a loser. Well, uh, safe to say he took matters into his own hands, Cheney, last night. In case anyone missed one of the most exciting offenses in basketball in action, here is what happened in this in-season tournament knockout game. It was all Tyrese Halliburton. I mean, what, the, the, the passing, too. Yeah, I mean, just the ability to have the intuition to find his teammates. Leads the NBA in assists per game at 12, 11.9 to be exact. And that was a beautiful one with the no-look. Yeah, I mean, how many no-look passes does he average? Too. And then Halliburton again. By the way, that's Drew Holiday with the closeout. I mean, come on now. What he was doing, being able to knock down the threes off of the dribble, that's what gets him going with the confidence and his finishing at the rim is sensational. Oh, crafty there, too. Halliburton. Come on. This oh, is blocked. He gets his own missed shot, though. With every play, I got more and more hype because you can tell this in season tournament matters for opportunities for teams like the Pacers. The third quarter was key for the Pacers. They outscored the Celtics by 14. Then, fourth quarter here four to play. Halliburton hits that three over Holiday. Again, his parents, his girlfriend hyped for that one. Yeah, I loved it. He was like, look at the back of the jersey. That's my son. But this was a close one. But again, Halliburton, people talk about his release. It's a little different. I think it catches his defenders off guard because shots like this, come on. Four-point play sparks a 9-0 run for the Pacers, by the way. So going ahead here. That's what I'm talking about. As his family is cheering. (laughs) Under a minute left to go. Forcing the turnover. Pacers get out in transition. Halliburton, Aaron Naismith for the exclamation Icing point. on the cake. The Pacers win 122-112. Halliburton, 26 points, 13 assists, 10 rebounds. First career triple-double. Here he is after the game. <laughs> I was doing an awful job in the first half. I was getting attacked. Couldn't breathe. Had to hit an inhaler at halftime. But, uh, you know, I figured it out. Team figured it out. I had a lot of support behind me. And the coaching staff did a great job drawing some, some different things up to give them different looks. And we were able to get the win tonight. Vegas, baby. Pull up to Vegas if you want to see a show. The, ty- the, the Tyrese Halliburton show. Himmelburton. <laughs> the Tyrese Himmelburton show. I love it. The Tyrese Himmelburton show. Sure. <laughs> we'll, we'll go with that one. And then Tyrese Halliburton, after that interview where he said they had bigger goals than just this win, that he wouldn't be satisfied, took to social media, doubled down. He said that we are not done yet. Hashtag boom, baby. So I was saying that every once in a while, I'm like, you know what? I should have been in Indiana last night. That looked like the place to be. That's what you know, We don't say that all that often. <laughs> what did you see from Tyrese Halliburton that made that the case? I've waited my whole life to say something like this. The Indiana Pacers, they lead the NBA in pace. And I love that because that works to Wait. his advantage. But, but I tried to tell you guys, no one wanted to listen. When I said that my name was Rizard Rafferson, it's because I just embody a lot of different things. And look, what just happened here? Just, just, just stay with me here because this has been my thing. I have always been the director of Omnions for the in-season tournament, and I want to officially congratulate 
the Indiana Pacers oh. and Hemerson. And so let me just let you guys know, because it came out, Oxford, we had a long conversation of how we were going to detail the word and how we we're going to lay it out. Do you guys really think it was a coincidence that they named this a week before the in-season tournament? Do you guys really think that that's just a coincidence, or do you think I had a little something to do with it? I won't tell anybody the truth. But here we go. Riz, look, it's a definition. We don't need to go into the Gen Z. It's just slang for style, for charm, for charisma. You know what I'm saying? Congratulations on the wedding, too. Can't wait to meet him. Listen, at I'm the end of the day, we are very, very excited. And let me explain to you why Tyrese Halliburton is him a burden. Because the man is just special. He did everything that he was supposed to do to really put on the show. And let me show you this, too. This man can drive to the basket and do anything. You see it with the left hand finish. He can go get This is one of the best perimeter defenders in the freaking world. Watch him get him on ice. He spun him around. And then he knocks down a three in his face. Then here, just the shot creation. He's like Jason Kidd. Mm. He's like Steve Nash. He gets other people involved. That's why he's leading the league in assists. And when I tell you that this man is special, he is different. This is part of the reason why people said it was a travesty when he got traded from Sacramento because people could see how special this man was going to be. That so, is yes, true. is he going to be the first person there? In Vegas, you know with what? me? Oh, we got it going on. I when can't wait. When we talk wait. about that move, I did say you don't want to make a Halliburton-esque mistake. Ooh. That was another word, but let me go in there because those numbers he put up, I mean, that's elite, elite. category. Elite, elite, elite. Well, the Celtics, though, on the other side of this, we talk about winners oh. first, but I do feel like we need to just pay attention because the Celtics really lose when Tatum and Brown both score 30. Last night, though, nope. they did, and they dropped to 22 and 2 in their careers when they both hit that mark. So let's bring Zach Lowe back into this conversation. Zach, are we ready to chalk this up? How bad of a loss was this for the Celtics? Where do you fall on this one? Eh, let's flush it and move on. 12 of 41 from three. That's a really bad shooting game. No poor Zingas. And if there's a red flag that's raised by this, it's that they really need him to be healthy. It just changes the entire look and feel of their offense and their spacing. And that's been sort of the one flaw in his career is that he's never healthy. But that game last night was about Tyrese Halliburton and the Pacers. And the list of better offensive players than Tyrese Halliburton is getting shorter and shorter every single day and it might not get beyond one hand at this point but for Boston you just move on to the next one move on to the next one Shanae what's the biggest issue you saw no I think that if I am a member of the Boston Celtics that one really hurts because I had them picked as the team for me to win the in-season tournament and every time we feel like we have these great expectations it's like there's a circumstance there's a circumstance that gets in the way they're second in the NBA and made threes but they take the second most amount of threes. They had 18 turnovers. They're missing Porzingis. Their excuses turnovers there. Turnovers were, were bad. But nonetheless, their excuse is there, but the reality is, is every time we feel close to seeing, like, all right, the Celtics are ready to be that team. Yeah. This is the MVP season. Something happens, and this is just one of those things that adds to that box right. that you want to forget. It's not in, in a vacuum, this one game. It, that's not what makes you say, ooh, okay. It's the fact that this seems to happen over and over again just when you're ready to anoint the Celtics. Well, and I think if there were problems that we were seeing consistently, I won't look at this one game and say, 
oh, this is who they are, who they've been. Like Zach says, once you get Porzingis, that spacing on the court is so much different. Everyone becomes more efficient and you have another shooter. The turnovers were a problem. That was, But the reason why it was a problem is yeah. because you're going against one of the most high-powered offenses. Yep. And they were at home. So the energy in that crowd was a playoff game. Not like a playoff oh, game. it was awesome. It was a playoff game. So you get that. So if I were to look at this and the Celtics were to play them in the first round, I would still pick the Celtics to win 4-2. Fine, but look at the stat. Zach, you said last week that the Celtics are dangerously close to having a Jalen Brown problem. Uh, does that stat do anything to move the needle away or toward that issue? No, I think he's actually been playing well in those two games. It was really that Charlotte game from a couple of weeks ago that kept a number of games where his shot selection was a little bit puzzling. I think his quality of play since then has been good. His decision-making has been good. Those stats don't bother me at all. I just watch his shot selection process. It's been fine to me. Well, And I agree. You're talking about 14 of uh, 14 of 23. Like, that is efficient. Like, it's different. The three turnovers, really not that bad when you talk about someone that handles the ball. But one thing that I had never heard of and then Joe Missoula talked about they track field goal assist uh, with the or no 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 they talk about assist attempts or like the opportunity assist opportunities so it's like he might be passing the ball and like let's say he passes yeah. five or six times and no one knocks down a shot yeah. and it's like okay so it's really your your assist possibilities that's what they're looking at so just say he got zero assists in a game you have to really break down the film and say was he never no, right. passing the ball that wasn't the case some of these games are the ones you take the film from you really dig into some of them you have to say you know what this just wasn't our best yep. night and we're going to flush it in the Celtics we still all have the expectation that when it's all said and done they're He's, the team still there. They're the team in the East that at least I have the most confidence in looking around. All right, coming up on NBA Today, we're going to go back to the West, though, because it's win or go home for KD and LeBron tonight. How much will their rivalry factor into tonight's results? Plus, are Zion and the Pelicans the real deal? I mean, well, Zion showed us last night for the first time since he's been on the Pelicans. We discussed that. And after Richard and my brackets. Yeah. We're both busted last night. We're not talking about that part, though. How we're reevaluating the remaining teams. NBA Today will be right back. My brackets suck. Mine was worse. <laughs> yes, it was. That's what, that's what I tweeted. I was like, the only thing that makes me feel better is your brackets. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. You're watching NBA Today, presented by ESPN Bet. Ooh, we, we 
to get Kevin Durant versus LeBron James tonight. So let's take a little stroll down memory lane here. Their first meeting, it came in January of 2008, a 95-79 Cavs win over the Supersonics. That's despite 24 from KD. And then LeBron, he went for 22-8 and eight in the victory. And then Durant and LeBron, they faced off on Christmas four times, right? LeBron taking three of them. That includes their epic 2016 game where both stars went for 30. Uh, Kyrie Irving more than 30 hit the game winner in the final seconds of that one. Man, these games were just awesome. But it's not just Christmas Day matchups, right? They get circled on my calendar, at least. Every time these two line up against one another, they put on a show. LeBron has a significant edge in the regular season, though, winning 17 of their 23 matchups. And then LeBron and KD, they've also met in the NBA Finals, right? Three times Durant's team winning two of them. LeBron, though, won his first title against KD's Thunder in 2012. And then KD's only two championships have come against LeBron in the NBA Finals. But you can see here, LeBron James, 17-6 and six against Durant in the regular season, tied for Durant's most regular season losses versus any opponent, as well as KD having the end, you can see there, in their playoff meetings as well. But I want to talk to someone who's actually been a part of these matchups, who has seen these two go head and up, up close and personal, uh, and that would be you, Mr. Richard Jefferson. How do you assess this head-to-head matchup tonight? Well, I, you know, again, I like the head-to-head because we look at the history. Both of them won their first championships against each other. You look at how they both came into the league, the versatility, LeBron being the biggest small forward, most athletic small forward, Kevin Durant being the biggest, most athletic two-guard that we have ever seen in the history of the game. This is my thing about these two. Whether they like it or not, whether they would admit it or not, they are directly tied to each other forever. Is it Magic versus Bird? No, it's not that. But these two guys, they get an opportunity to put on an absolute show. And if you don't think that these bragging rights, if you don't think that being alone in a room with these guys and listening yeah. to them talk about who's better, who can do this, what I could do versus this guy, if I had this guy, all of those conversations could happen in basketball circles. But to me, this opportunity right now, both of these guys have a chance to win the first in-season tournament and they have a chance to knock each other out. That is a big deal. You don't understand. We've seen it this entire in-season tournament. The minute you, you give NBA players something to be competitive about, they go psycho. We all go psycho. We've been trying to tell you that's why there's only 450 of us in the world because it takes a competitive psychosis to want to go do these things and both of these guys are at the top tier of that and we're going to see it tonight. LeBron James in year 21. Kevin Durant in year 17, mm -hmm. two all-time greats. We're still dominating the league night in and night out. So with Richard's context as the backdrop, Janae, can, can you put a little bit further context into this matchup and what you're going to be watching? Oh, man, I'm so excited. LeBron and KD are both, as we know, in the top 10 in scoring. They have combined for 66,590 career points, the second most combined points entering a matchup all-time, only trailing Carl Malone versus Michael Jordan. So let's take a look at how these all-time greats are doing it in the now, starting with LeBron James, who absolutely love, loves getting defenders back like Jared Va Vanderbilt because he gets out and goes. He is second in the NBA in fast break points per game. He is 38 years old, y'all. He loves to get and go and transition. And I love this play right here because LeBron also loves football. So he's playing, you know, a little safety on defense. But watch his burst of steps. Head down, that looks like a track star. How many guys are in front of him behind four defenders around him? They don't want to get in front of this freight train. He knocks it down. Again, second in the NBA. 
in fast break points per game, LeBron James. But I also love this number, too, because on the other side, Kevin Durant and Devin Booker have a beautiful relationship, especially when it comes to passing the ball. 82% three-point field goal percentage on passes that KD receives behind the arc from Devin Booker. When Devin Booker passes to KD yep. behind the arc, he's shooting 82%. Not many people in the NBA would give up this type of real estate at the rim. Devin Booker will because he knows he's got the sniper in the corner. Mm. So instead of two, he goes for three. These are two all-time greats that are benefiting from playing you know, with some great teammates. But last but not least, in the two meetings this season, KD has the scoring edge by 12 points, but LeBron James has walked away with two wins. So it may come down to which teammate of theirs yeah. steps up and makes their job a little bit easier. You're absolutely right. LeBron James 2-0 against the Suns this season. But take a look over here in the corner of our studio. Just as a reminder, in the two meetings, they were without Devin Booker. And Darvin Ham, he knows the challenges that Book presents opposing teams. Man, Devin Book is just an incredible player, man. He uh, really fierce competitor. Um, taking this game to an entirely, completely different level over the years since he's been in the league. Uh, and Kevin is Kevin. <laughs> Biggest thing with those guys, man, is just they keep you, you can't get discouraged. You definitely got to have a multiple effort mentality, but yet still more so a next play mentality because you can play the perfect defense and they still score. So Darvin Ham clearly knows what makes Booker special, but Zach, he's averaging career highs across the board. Beyond the raw numbers, how can you best sort of sum up what Book is doing and his impact for Phoenix here? He does everything, and that's the best thing you can say about it. He came into this league, people thought great shooter. Clay Thompson was the comparison. This dude is averaging eight and a half assists a game. Eight and a half. That's a career high. The Suns not having a point guard has not been a problem because Devin Booker is ready to be the point guard. Six mm. rebounds a game. That's a career high. And people don't talk enough about Devin Booker's defense. He has built himself into a really solid defensive player who can guard two or three positions. He's just a great all-around player and look we've been talking about how Beal hasn't played someone's always out for the Suns yeah. their record is kind of eh, at 11 and 8 when they have Durant and Booker healthy by themselves they can beat anybody on any given night and if they can get healthy at any time this team is absolutely an inner circle championship contender because this dude mm. has turned him in to a jack of all trades and master of all of them too well and that's what Woj was saying it may be that the Suns need to get used to at any given point not having all of their big three out there but in some ways is this why you have this big three are you talking to me or are, are, yeah I think, well, no I don't are you talking okay so this is what I'm gonna say I if you break down every single player in the entire league the most impressive player to me has been Devin Booker he has been the first person that has been asked to change for the betterment of the team at an extremely high level we know he has the ability to lead the league in scoring we know all of these things so when he says okay Everyone, we talked about, do they have a point guard? Do they have someone that can distribute to yeah. Bradley Beal, to Grayson Allen, to get Nurkic, all of these guys involved? He's like, all right, I'll go and have a career high in assists and still be an elite scorer. So the fact that he has done all of these things shows to me it has been so, so impressive. What he has done in this short amount of time, establishing that he is their point guard and he's a high-level scorer. And that transition is not easy. No. Hey, we need you to no. pass, but then also you're still giving us career highs in numbers and scoring. But one thing I want to talk about, 
about is one thing that Zach highlighted. It's not just the scoring, it's the defense. Mm. Because especially when you're missing that third piece like a Bradley Bill, how are you going to be able to compete with the best? I mean, we've seen plays over the last few games of Kevin Durant literally chasing down and swatting the ball. He's yeah. 35 years old. Devin Booker, the last few years, he's become two-way in a way that is so necessary for his team. So I think a lot of times we fall in love with the stats and the numbers and the offense, but it's really the commitment yeah. to doing whatever it takes. That's what it yeah, is. It's the, it's the commitment. Yeah. It's like whatever you need. If you told him, yeah. Yeah, I need to go get, if, that, listen, <laughs> if you told him, hey, I need to go get me a double-digit uh, rebounds every night, yeah. he would do go do it. Right. And that's the greatness of Devin Booker, and that's the thing that I didn't know he had this in him. I knew he was an elite When did scorer. you know? I would say, I would say at the end of last year, okay. like last year, you're kind of seeing even during that finals run when they had it. That when I was like, okay, yeah. maybe because he's not Kevin Durant, he's not, he's not Steph Curry. He doesn't have this explosion. Not thing. when he went eight zero in the bubble. No, no, yeah. the eight zero in the bubble. I yeah, didn't yeah. care about. I saw the next year when they went to the finals with Chris Paul. You're like, okay, maybe he is different. When he scored 70 points on a losing team, that didn't do it. When I see now, he has shown me more than any single one player has this season. As in, what do you need me to do? It's kind of James Harden. In order Harden-esque. to take the next step. It's even, right. But it's even James Harden-esque. When you talk about James Harden averaging 35 and yep. being like, screw it, I'll just go lead the league and assist a couple of times. Not easy. Devin Booker has that ability, and people don't understand. If he couldn't shoot the ball, if Devin Booker got away rid of his three-point shot he today, could. he could still be an NBA player because he could lead the league and assist and be a point guard. Not many people have that skill set. Not to mention he balls out when he plays in Crypto.com mm. Arena. Uh, 47-11 rebounds to close out the Lakers in Game 6 of 2021. We all remember that. Mm. Whoever wins this game tonight. They book a trip to Las Vegas and get the chance to play Zion Williamson and the Pelicans. And see Richard Zion and the Pels, they made a statement as they packed their bags for Las Vegas. Well, what happens in Vegas stay in Vegas? Or could this be a sign of what's to come in the West? That's coming up on He might need a chaperone in Vegas. Wow. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. And that's what I'm going to try to do. Every minute that I have left, I will thank God for the day and the moment I have. It's V Week at ESPN when we partner with the V Foundation to highlight the urgent need for cancer research. This is game-changing research that helps save lives. You can join the fight against cancer by visiting v.org donate. 100% of your donation goes directly to cancer research. More in-season tournament quarterfinals from last night. Pelicans-Kings facing off in Sacramento. Richard, this is the game that's fully tanked my bracket here. I had the Kings going all the way to the championship. First of all, what? The one-handed putback off of the miss? And it was big, and it was big because Sacramento was up by 10 and the, the, the last three minutes of that quarter and, and finishing off with that putback, that's what changed the whole tone of the game. Then in the then or excuse me, of the first quarter. And then all of a sudden you just saw saw that uh, New Orleans started to gain control and they never let it curl. Sacramento had a 10-point lead late there in that first quarter, and then it was pretty much 
uh, uphill fight for them. I want to focus a little bit in on Point Zion here because a lot of folks will point to, okay, well, maybe he only had 10 points in this game, but he controlled the game in other ways. No, you have to put up a wall very similar to Giannis. So, look, shout out to Van Gundy putting that ball in his hands early on and seeing. And then Zion has the ability to pass. Look at this. C.J. McCollum is wide open because you got to put five people in the paint. That's the only way. Because Zion not only, even if he misses it, which he shoots like 70%, he's got such a quick second bounce to get an offensive rebound. So you want people in there. Now you got C.J. McCollum, one of the best three-point shooters, one of the best mid-range guys getting somebody closing out to him. That is easy money. Well, so the Kings down 109-103. Six minutes left in the game. Ingram. He knows it. They know. And it hurt. Take it off. Go ahead and take off on him then, Herb. Let him know. Jones has no fear. Yeah, it ain't lighting no damn the beam Pelicans there. The Pelicans win 127-117. Here's head coach Willie Green with his team after the win. Where the beam at? Y'all came out and just put a storm on this team. That's what it's about. Y'all stuck together. You guys trusted it for 48 minutes, okay? And be, be proud and celebrate the fact that we're the first ever. This is the first time the NBA has had that. We got to celebrate the fact that this is the first time we're one of the first teams ever. They're going to talk about this for a long time. It don't matter. They put a game in front of us. We want to freaking win it. <laughs> Love that. The Pelicans, they had four players with both double-figure points and at least five assists. That's tied for the most such players to hit those marks in a single game in franchise history. That includes the 30 points and six dimes from Brandon Ingram. So Zion, he usually dominates the headlines right when we're talking about the Pelicans. But as I mentioned, he was held to just 10 points. So Zach Lowe, what stood out to you in this one? Just how deep this team is. They are loaded in wing talent now that C.J. McCollum is back and Trey Murphy the third is back. And we saw it play out with Zion playing more at center last night than we've seen in any game this season. I don't know how you guard a lineup of Zion surrounded by four shooters. And if Herb Jones is going to shoot 36% from three, we're counting him as a shooter too because God knows he's defending everybody else on the other end of the floor. This team is deep and talented, and they're beginning, as RJ pointed out in that montage before, to figure out the right hierarchy on offense, which is more Zion with the ball, more CJ McCollum attacking closeouts and being the secondary option. This is a dangerous, dangerous team that if they can just stay healthy mm. for like a minute and develop a coherent identity, they could make the playoffs for sure and get there and be a team that absolutely nobody would want to play. Well, you, you said that they could be a sleeping giant in the West, and it feels like last night was a glimpse of that giant that we could see come to full fruition if they can just stay healthy. So we have the in-season tournament. It rolls on tonight. Tomorrow, though, we have an awesome doubleheader right here on ESPN. The number one pick, Victor Wembanyama, leads the Spurs against the team with the NBA's best record, the Timberwolves. That's at 730 Eastern. And then Nikola Jokic and the Nuggets, they are here in Los Angeles to face the Clippers. NBA Countdown gets it all started at 7 o'clock on ESPN and the app. Coming up, will Giannis and Dame give the Knicks a knockout punch tonight in Milwaukee? Or will Jalen Brunson help keep his team alive to move on to Vegas? We're going to tell you what we think after the break. It's time now for Setting the Pick, brought to you by ESPN Bet, the official sports book of ESPN. The Knicks and the Bucks. it's a rematch of both teams' first in-season tournament game that was back on November 3rd. Also in Milwaukee, the Bucks they won that 110-105. That's despite 45 from Jalen Brunson. The Knicks have been hot, though, since that loss, winning eight of their last 11. So, I ask you, Richard Jefferson, who you got? 
Look, I, I got Milwaukee, but this is the thing about the about the Knicks that scare me. They they do remind me of the Miami Heat. They're a team that even if they don't shoot the ball well, they're just going to be gritty and they're going to fight and they're one of the best rebounding teams in the league and they will turn it into an ugly game. And then you get into the last five minutes and yeah. Brunson is as good as anybody, in my opinion, in the last five minutes. He can hit tough shots. He can take them to the end. I still think it's Milwaukee. Okay. But, the but that's your explanation. Me. But Nick scared me. Okay. I think it's Milwaukee as well. Giannis coming off of his first triple-double of the season. I feel like he's coming back home. He's home, and now he's going to want to continue that same energy. But I'm with you, Richard, because you know what that Pacers you know, win did? What? Teams around the league are like, you're telling me we have a chance. Like mm. We can really catch lightning in a bottle. It I'll motivates, but it also it also can be a reminder to, I guess you can say, more expected teams like the Bucks to be like, we can't let that right. happen to mm-hmm. us. We're all taking notes as players in the association. Right. And you get motivated by seeing some of these re- results ahead of time. Zach, where do you fall on this one? I'm going Bucks. They're at home. I feel like they've heard the noise about the Knicks or the Cinderella team in the play-in. They're tough. They're gritty. Yeah. And the Knicks are really, really good. I feel like the Bucks are going to come out and give a really strong performance. And everyone's been nitpicking them and justifiably so. They've played, have been, had a very uneven season, up and down, weird decisions across the roster. I'm going Bucks. I'm going Bucks as well, but I've been 0 for 2 on my picks thus far. So uh, whether or not you want to ride with me, I-, I will leave that up to everyone who's watching at home. Zach, if the Knicks are going to get one over the Bucks tonight, what are they going to need to do? I think another big game from Jalen Brunson. The Bucks uh, perimeter defense has been an Achilles heel for them all season. Guards are lighting them up left and right. So big Jalen Brunson game and bench minutes. The Knicks are one of the deepest, toughest teams in the league. They just come at you in waves of players, and that's a weakness for the Bucks, the depth. So I want to see the Knicks, Emmanuel quickly, Josh Hart, DiVincenzo, all those guys come in and change the game. Then the Knicks can really flip this game their way. Absolutely. So all four of us went with Milwaukee, but who are you picking? Get the ESPN bet app and you can get started. New customers get $200 in bonus bets once they've placed their first sportsbook bet with ESPN bet. More in-season tournament action this Thursday. The semifinals in Las Vegas. NBA Countdown is going to get you set for the matchup starting at 4 Eastern with tip at 5. You can see all the action on ESPN and the app. Still to come on NBA Today, buckle up, my friends. An elimination game, a face-off tonight between KD and the King. Who has the edge in tonight's star-studded showdown? That's after the break. Tonight on SportsCenter at 6 Eastern, the latest on Trevor Lawrence's injured ankle and the NFL's epidemic of banged-up QBs. Plus, why the Dolphins are now in prime position to take the top seed in the AFC. And we're live for the Lakers as LeBron prepares to face KD in tonight's in-season tournament quarterfinals. SportsCenter, 6 Eastern on ESPN. NBA Today is presented by ESPN Bet, the official sports book of ESPN. Having this in-season tournament, you're trying to win the stage is set. We're just trying to get to Vegas. Let's go. Showtime.
goal for that. Goal is Vegas and capturing that trophy. Welcome back to NBA Today. The Suns and the Lakers, they tip off across the street in just over six hours. So we're here with Richard. We're here with Janae. Let's get everybody set for this awesome matchup. Preview who's got the edge. And we're going to start, Richard, with who has the best player, who is the best player in this matchup. So this is a weird one because it's the best player and I think most important player. Okay. So there's kind of a hybrid of the both. Show my, show my, show my. Anthony Davis. I think Anthony Davis is the best player and the most important player. Okay. Yes, it's like you got the Kevin Durant, you got the LeBron, but I feel that if he plays at his best, yep. I think that is a difference in the game if he plays his best. And I know someone that doesn't want that to be up for question, which is why I'm going for LeBron James here. It's hard for me to bet against LeBron James playing at home in a moment that he can say, I created history for the Lakers franchise. So I'm going LeBron on this aspect. Okay, Lakers, though, the top players in your guys' mind in this one are both wearing an L.A. uniform. Yeah. What about the best co-star, Rich? So, again, it, it, this is something that I want you guys to take in. The best co-star is... Anthony Davis. Interesting. Maybe because I think Anthony Davis okay. can be the best player and you can still be a co-star because, like you said, LeBron James, he is still the co-star. LeBron James is the engine that makes this thing run. But right now, Anthony Davis, like I said, defensively, offensively, yep. LeBron can't do the same things defensively that Anthony Davis can do on the court anymore. That's just the reality. But I still believe that he is the co-star to LeBron James, even though they're the best player. Didn't you just have a love letter, like a four-page love letter to this guy, Devin Booker? Oh, I love me some We know what we're going to expect. I think there's some questions about, like, where's the offense going to be consistently? Where We know the defense is there. We know exactly what we're going to get from Devin Booker. Career highs across the board. Yes. Co-star for KD. I gave you the numbers that when he passes to KD from three, KD shoots 82%. To me, this is the X factor because when he suits up, it's going to be interesting to see what the Lakers do with it. Is he the X factor? Because oh, that's, shoot. That's I forgot where, we had that category. That's where, that's where we're going to go next, Richard. Show the X factor. <laughs> The X Factor. My X Factor is Nurkic. This is why, again, you see the Anthony Davis. Nurkic, Nurkic is a big body. If he can, he could have a game where he has six points yep. and eight rebounds. He could also have a game where he has 26 and 13. You don't know. And that's where Anthony Davis comes in. Anthony Davis could put this man in a bad spot, or he could get Anthony Davis in foul trouble. That's why the X Factor is a big one for me on the Phoenix side. All relating back to who your best co-star is and who your best player is, Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. Shanae, who do you got in this one? Precisely. I'm going to go with Austin Reeves here. Okay. Just because he's coming off of a more efficient night shooting, I think it was 6 for 11 versus the Rockets. That's what you need him to do. Come off the bench, be able to create a boost for you. And we all know who the top two stars are on both sides right yep. now for this matchup. But if he is the third best star, we saw what that took them to. That took them to the Western Conference Finals. Right. And so in this matchup, if he's able to give you 18, mm-hmm. that might be the tipping point for the Lakers to get away. It's also been a little bit of an up and down year for Austin Reeves after the long summer that he had, sort of trying to find his groove a little bit yep. when he's played well or D'Angelo Russell has yes. played well for the Lakers. It came down to those two. Right. That's been the recipe for success. Uh, uh, just really quickly, so mm-hmm. you have LeBron as the best. As the best, That means that Anthony Davis would be the be- would be LeBron's co-star, so you have Devin Booker as a better co-star. You have the same person. I'm just asking a question. Player. I'm talking about right now. And oh, okay, okay. I'm just asking questions. Right now. I'm just asking questions. And if we were At the end of the day, show, Richard, you have the question. same answer as Who me. wins? Who you got? Listen, that's what the graphic is for. Show the graphic. You're for the Lakers. I am for the Lakers. Lakers. I am for the Lakers. And it's 
Uh, look, I think the Lakers are playing great basketball. I think that they're they're when, when, when you look at it, it doesn't always come in wins and losses. It's how you are playing basketball. Okay. And I think that they are close. And Austin Reeves is becoming more and more ambitious. You're getting Vanderbilt back. You're yeah. starting to get those pieces kind of like slotted into the places that you need them mm -hmm. in order for them to reach that level like they did last year. You're season. funny, Richard. I've got I the know. same answer as you. Whoa. But it really comes right. down to your co-star and X Factor because this is the matchup that the Lakers are looking to win. Okay. If they're able to win this matchup, they win the game. Okay. Lovely. Lakers We're win that matchup. They win the game. If yeah. they win the game, then they head to Vegas and they face the New Orleans Pelicans. And they see Malika already. That yep, already beat the Sacramento Kings. You can take a look at how the bracket is shaking out right now. The Pelicans waiting to see who will be headed to Vegas to face them. Will it be the Lakers? Will it be the Suns? Both Cheney and Richard are taking the Lakers in this one. But Zach, if they win tonight, whoever wins this game, do you think that that? is the, the, the team that's going to win the entire tournament. So I get to choose between one of these teams and the three others in the field? Yes. I'm going the field. <laughs> so no, this is the winner tonight will not win. I'm going field. Okay, and who do you got tonight, Zach? I'm going Suns. I'll go against them just to go against them. How about that, today and Richard? Suns. Don't group me in with uh, Yeah, whatever. Uh, it's going to it's gonna be the Lakers. Suck on that, Zach. Enjoy the in-season tournament games tonight, and we will see you tomorrow. <laughs> Love me some Zach.